Hey y'all, this is Deidre, and this is Lauren, and this is the Kitty Whispers podcast. While researching the best hosting sites for our podcast, Anchor was the main platform that stood out to us. It is free to use, easy to navigate, and you can actually record and edit your content all in one place. Anchor allows you to set subscriptions and sponsorships so you can monetize your podcast as your listeners list grows. If you're in the process of starting a podcast like ours and don't know where to start, try Anchor. We have enjoyed using Anchor as our hosting site, and we think you will too. Meow, meow. Recently, I'm okay. not. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. <laughs> How do we do that? I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Hey y'all, it's Lauren and I'm Deidre and this is Kitty Whispers episode four, number four. <laughs> we are in October gearing up towards yes. spooky season. Yes. I mean, it things. is spooky season, but it's getting closer to Halloween. This is the weather's finally changing and I'm loving it. Oh, it's been nice and cool in the mornings. Oh. Love well, even right now, it's just amazing to just be outside. Feels great. Yeah, loving it. We uh, really, you know, have been had a busy week getting mm-hmm. ready, doing uh, lots of work. I'm preparing for my busy season and networking and all the things. So I think that you know, one of the things that kept coming up between us uh, is kind of what is we're going to be serving up to y'all today. So. Uh, first, I think that we should give a little bit of an update. <laughs> yeah, we just had a really interesting phone conversation with, you remember last week whenever I mentioned, you know, that I entertain people that ultimately I know are going nowhere. We just had a phone oh, conversation yes. with them. That One was, of those. Um, what did I say? Enlightening? Yeah, it was an, en- for Lauren, it was an enlightening conversation. I was bored and. Uh, you weren't bored. No, was there was, I was like, I know it was entertaining, <laughs> I, but I was kind of ready to, for you to go off the phone. It was a lot. Oh, yeah. That's too much. But it was amusing. It was amusing. We're going to call him uh, Mr. Red Flag because he's, he even said himself, he's a walking six foot five red flag. With a good heart. With a good heart. <laughs> And I do feel like he does have a, a good heart. And I, I'm not upset. I mean, and I like someone that's six foot five. So, you know, it's kind of hard not to want to entertain that. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. At least he's aware, right? Exactly. At least he's aware that he's a walking disaster. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my favorite kinds. I mean, he's very nice to look at. He's all right. He's pretty cute. He reminds me of my ex. So I'm a little, I'm a little biased. Yeah, she. Yeah. But no, I, I get it though. I get it. Mm-hmm. I'm just, that's my reservedness, you know, coming through. Yeah. So. But it'll just be for fun. So. Yeah. Well, we love fun. Even though he's in his 30s. You're in your 30s. I know, but that's what I'm saying. We should probably be moving towards something oh. <laughs> serious for ourselves. But instead, listen, I'm all for the fun. I'm all for the fun. Um, I mean, I'm all for all the things, but if it's all all work and no play, it makes for a sad Lauren. So, you know, yeah. I like it. I think that you should enjoy it. Embrace it. I am. He might be coming to visit. Oh, he yeah, lives that was in another real state. Key, real Sorry, I'm yawning right now into the microphone. But um, 
yeah, he lives in another state, so he may come to visit in a couple weeks. He may just be flying old on down to Tejas. We'll see how that goes. Keep me posted. Keep us posted. Oh, you know if it does happen, the stories will be pure entertainment. My favorite part of their conversation, besides some of the things that he said, <laughs> was Deidre goes, well, you're going to have to let me know when you come. And he's like, you could hear him like getting like excited that she said that. And she's like, so I can take a nap first because I know you're going to be exhausted. <laughs> I told him I'm going to have to sleep for about five days before he gets here. And let he's like, hey, he was like, you know what? You're right. And because I am a lot. <laughs> there was no question. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, it was. At least he agreed. Yeah. No, I like it. And uh, I also like that he's a nice little segue into other versions of Red Flags. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really have an update this week, guys. Just kind of been, like I said, all work, no play. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens in the next couple of weeks. I make or take breaks to play sometimes. We have to go outside and get some play time. Lauren, get up and stretch. Yeah. I'm like, let's go outside to get some fresh air. I would say, yeah, you you do. And we had a really great time networking together this week. Mm -hmm. And uh, that was fun. We had some people who listened to us and they were all excited to like see us together. So that yeah, was fun. That was fun. We always love getting feedback. Of course. Of Positive course. feedback. Yeah. But this week we're going to segue away from more romantic relationships and talk about. Real life. Yeah. Real life. <laughs> Even though I don't say real life like that in real life. She just said it the way I did. Real life. Real life. <laughs> um, that was the other thing he said. She she said something like snot. And he goes, what? Yeah, I said something about tonight. And he's like, I'm sorry, but we're going to have to, I'm going to have to get you a book of grammar. And I'm like, first of all, Oh, sir. no, he actually said like speaking. Um, oh, yeah. He wanted to get me a speech pathologist <laughs> to teach me how to re-say my words, which I'm like, nah. I know how to talk properly. It just comes out that way naturally. So, sorry. You just got to learn to love it. Anyways, but yeah, so we're going to be speaking on, um, I guess, toxic work environments and kind of well, learning how to recognize those and... Well, and what you can do about it, yeah. right? I mean, because... From both ends of the spectrum, from the employee to the employer. Right. I think it's so important and valuable to be able to recognize coming from both. I mean, that's... Uh, to me, that's what a good leader does, mm -hmm. is they don't remember. Not every single boss is out there, uh, has always been a boss. They've been an employee first. Yeah. And, when you can remember what that feels like for yourself and then what your employees are probably feeling, it's, I think it helps you to kind of stay in touch, but yeah, we're going to talk about some of those things. What would you say Deidre for you are some of the biggest red flags as an employee that you have felt before? So my, and this is coming from one, my personal experience and two, just my ex experience of being the human resources person in an office, because generally I was the person that, people came with two for their complaints. They always felt comfortable coming to speak with me, even if they were just coming to vent. Um, but they would always disclose like how a manager was making them feel in that moment. Um, from my personal experience, I feel like red flags for me is if you are in a work environment where by the end of the day, you are feeling 
drained or or you just see a shift in your personality. Like I know my family told me on several occasions that there was a shift in me to where I wasn't this happy, bubbly person anymore. And I was almost like yeah. mean and angry and lashing out at them. And, and that's not me. And so I knew in that moment, like, I've got to change something because I shouldn't be reacting this way or feeling this way. But it was my job was so draining. Well, and I, I'm going to kind of interject here that I think that from when I met you, you went from being loving what you do and setting a culture and having a lot of things to what was draining. And I think that what happened was a management change. Mm-hmm. And um, But there's a difference between your job being draining to me because it's busy. Like I'm getting ready for open enrollment. I'm going to be working 14, 16 hour days. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a lot there's a difference between feeling that level of exhaustion versus just it is such an emotional mental beat yeah. down cuz it's different when you're when when I'm sitting there for several hours on end doing what I love that's different that's fulfilling to me yes i'm exhausted at the end of the day but i also feel fulfilled and i'm not angry right. but whenever you're under someone or being treated a certain way in a workplace where you are emotionally drained or you have to put on a strong face to not show that you're hurt by the way that you're being treated by management. Um, it's hard and it takes a toll on you and it creates anxiety, which leads to other health right. issues. Well, I think that that's some of what, if you're an employer, some of the things, the signs that you can see, and then for your employees, if you're to recognize within yourself, if you're feeling drained, as you just said, and also if you're feeling shut down, if you feel like you're, un, for me, it was unmotivated. I started feeling mm-hmm. really unmotivated. I'm in a sales position, which that's like the worst way to feel. Um, but I was not being compensated fairly in my previous, previous mm-hmm. agency, not, uh, we're not speaking about my most recent one. And that was something that I was really eager. I loved what I do. I love helping people. I knew that I was putting in all of my work and and efforts into this and really taking ownership Mm -hmm. versus feeling like at the, not that it was about money, but when you're struggling and you're working so hard and you're still financially struggling. And for me as a single parent, you know, that was hard. And when I was not being rewarded for that or recognized, um, yeah, I was in the exact same situation. And then whenever you're made these like empty promises of, oh, you're doing so good. And oh, I see all the work you're doing. But then it's not followed up by like, cool, give me words of affirmation. That That's great. But at the end of the day, I'm still drained and I'm not being compensated for the amount of work and hours that I'm putting in. And that is on management and your employer to make that right. Well, and I know a lot of employers don't like maybe they don't have the funds or the budget to increase your pay but they still need to tell you as an employer i'm going to do everything i an- i can to get you to a place that you want to be because i don't want to lose you as an employee right well when an employee feels invested in when you as the employee feel invested in you're going to put and you're going to get so much more in return from that employee i mean i know for myself absolutely you know being able to i've never been able to take uh, like separate. And I don't think that I've ever had a job where I just do what I do because it's a job. Um, if I, I've always poured myself into it, mm-hmm. taken ownership of my work. This is the quality. This is who I am. Obviously there's been some things that we've touched on. And one day we will have an episode over that was life events that 
you know, when you go into survival mode, it's hard for you to be the most productive version of yourself. But aside from that period of time in my life, I've always put every 110% into it because I thought it was mine. And then when you're kind of slapped in the face and reminded that it's not yours, but they want you to treat it like it or overstepping and calling you after hours or instead of sending you an email so you see it when you get in. And, you know, I would feel stressed because I wouldn't have the answers because the answers were in my computer, but I'm driving to work, trying not to have a meltdown because my kids just cried over a different pair of socks or the way their pants were fitting. And I'm dealing and being bombarded by these questions. And technically my period of like off time it was a lot. And I, I felt really, I became dis- disgruntled um, about it. And I think that, you know, if you, if you do that as an employer and uh, especially if you have your goal oriented employees, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, knowing that, knowing, like you said, having that communication, like you said, saying. Yeah. And a lot of things that I saw as an HR person is employees coming and being frustrated because they're not getting the words of affirmation from their boss. If anything, the only thing that they're ever spoken to about was what they were doing wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, and it could be very rare that it happens, but I know there are some managers that that's not their personality. They're not going to sit there and blow smoke and, and just go on and on and on about how great you are. I had a manager that was that way. She was so sweet to me and she constant, in fact, I hated it. She would constantly come in and tell me how much she loved me and how great I was doing. And I appreciate that. That was her personality. But at the same time, I don't love that attention. Mm -hmm. But then there are those managers that, that you're like, do they even like me? Because they look annoyed when you go to ask them a question. They don't want to teach their employees, you know, and as well, and it may be that that employer if you're an employer, if you're a boss, if you're a leader, a manager, and you find yourself, you know, storming around, you're so, so busy that you can't, you're not even checking in with your employees, you know, it may be yeah. something like that, but your employee is taking that as a personal, oh my gosh, hundred percent, they don't like me. And, and that was one of the things that I wrote employees love language was, which essentially we're all humans and people yes. at our core. And that same, that same test that you can figure out your love languages. They do that same test for the workforce. And I would always encourage my managers, hey, figure out their love language, figure out their work love language, because that's what's going to make the best connections. And then, yeah, I had some managers that would huff and puff, but I always had to be that mediator to say, hey, this is the feedback I'm getting. Nine times out of 10, they were shocked and felt terrible. And yeah, like, well, oh my saying. gosh, didn't I didn't even, even realize. 100%. It's not even something that they, or maybe you, maybe you are not even intentionally trying to yeah. do, or you don't, you would hate for the people that work for you to feel that way or, you know, cause nobody likes that. But if you are, and I sometimes can be very narrow, you know, target focused on something, but mm-hmm. trying to stop and recognize And I think that being in that situation, it lets you say, oh my gosh, I need to say, hey, what's going on? You know what? Maybe. And if you can't compensate them with the financials because you're a growing business or you have a certain budget, for me, uh, maybe let them have a little bit longer lunch. Mm -hmm. Let them leave, work from home. Let them maybe be on call. Like there are so many different ways that you can accommodate and kind of meet. And if they're doing everything I personally now as a business owner and one day, you know, having those employees that are working directly underneath me, 
if the job is being done and it is all there, mm-hmm. I know how valuable my hours of a day are. I want them to know that I value their hours and how much they're yeah. giving me. And those are there's so many different rewarding mm-hmm. systems. One thing that I always encourage our managers to do was, and I would even give them ideas. I would say, hey, these are some really cool things to do in the community. Take your group and once a quarter, if you know you and your group have been working your tails off and y'all are doing really well, this not only is a way for you to kind of bond with your group or department and your people, but it's also a way to show your appreciation for them to say, hey, let's take a long lunch as a group. Yeah. Or, hey, let's take off early. Let's leave it for today and go do happy hour or just anything that's going to like get y'all out of the office as a group that you can go and, you know, just enjoy each other's company right. and show like, hey, we worked our tails off for a full quarter. Let's go enjoy our time together and just have a day to regroup. Well, and I'm going to give a shout out here real quick to a friend of ours, Doe, who owns Bashful Beauty here in Rockwall. She is phenomenal at that. Mm -hmm. Every single, if you pay attention over the summer, her and her, her girls, they had a lake day. They just had a fair day. They, Mm -hmm. she will, and she's covering the expenses. She's taking the fair day. I love that. Yeah. And she got him cute matching t-shirts and, you know, that was one thing that one of my first bosses, uh, previous, previous one who I worked for for 10 years, I loved her. And though there was some frustrations at the end and me feeling kind of stagnant and my growth, um, she did do those things a lot. She was micromanaging in some ways and, and then other ways. And I think that that's a personality thing as well. We took a personality test and we kind of figured out like, I'm a independent person. I'm a leader. She's a great people person and salesperson, but she was not maybe like the leading type in that way. And so we butted heads because I was, that's a role that I naturally fulfill, whereas that's a role that was hard for her, but it was her business, mm-hmm. right? And so I think that that's one of the things that if you do take your personality test, like the love languages for the workspace, and you have employees who are the leading type or maybe someone make sure they're doing a job that isn't good for them yeah i mean if you have someone who's trying to do marketing and all of those but they love spreadsheets that's not their role not at all and 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 something i can recommend for y'all to do um that we did at my previous company is the myers-briggs um not only does it do a good job of just kind of explaining the personality traits of each employee, it shows their strengths. It shows what they're good at. Because if you have a very top A person doing a non-structured job, that person is going to be so unhappy. Well, like you want to make sure that you're giving people job duties that you know they're going to be successful at and can grow in. And Yeah. And and that comes down to communication. You know, that comes down to open communication. Hey, are you happy Mm -hmm. here? Mm -hmm. Are you, is what would make you happier? What Mm -hmm. not only just, and not that, you know, obviously we all have jobs to do and fulfill and it's not like your job is to be their kindergarten teacher, make sure they're the happiest little person in the entire world. Cause some, there is some level of you as the employee, that's your ownership of you being able to speak up and say, Hey, I'm not happy doing this, or I'd prefer to be doing that. Or if they try to give you a task and maybe that's not your wheelhouse. You got to be confident in the things that you are good at that you can say, hey, you know what? I'm more of a 
idea person and I like to big picture and I, I work well in this, this, you know, area, yeah. or maybe I'm really detail oriented and I want to work on this. This is what I could bring best <gasps> to the table. You have to be able to speak up for yourself. But once you know those things from both standpoints, it is so much easier to have that communication. I think the big problems come from when you have an employee who is trying to communicate and i can speak personally for that for myself and you're trying to say hey this is this is how i might experience what i'm really good at this is what i think that we should do here and instead of listening to them feeling threatened and shutting them down and discouraging them where yeah and then wondering why are they unhappy why are they not being as productive or yeah. you know maybe why are they not coming up with the ideas that's always if you have a idea a strong highly motivated goal oriented employee and they are no longer setting goals within your workspace or contributing you got you got issues and yeah. you got to look at yourself as the employer and say yeah. why and then if you're also creating a culture of fear in your employees or or making them feel like you can't be bothered during the workday, that causes so much tension and, and frustration and anger in any employee. And I mean, it's always my biggest thing is like you always want to have open communication. You want your employees to know they can come to you and discuss anything and everything whenever it comes to how they're feeling, what's going on in the office. They are your lifeline. They are what makes the business operate. So if you're not being a manager that's like giving them the opportunity to bring those things to you, it, the business is just going to turn Right. Well, Bad. and that, I think there, that comes from, and my own understanding of what I tell, I think I've mentioned it on here before, um, but the four T's of communication, tact, timing, truth, and tone. Mm -hmm. That works both ways. As the employee, if y'all are working on a deadline and you're just unhappy because you're not getting to have a longer lunch on certain days or whatever it may be, that's not the time to bring it up to your boss, but you can absolutely send them an email or knock on their door and, you know, say, Hey, when you have a moment, when you're in a space, I'd like to communicate with you and bring those things to the table. Your job as the employer is to turn around and be receptive of that and maybe see that they're trying to make the overall office or business run smoothly. And they're really trying to contribute the best they can. So you may have to listen to what that, mm -hmm constructive criticism is that it's not necessarily you, but it, maybe it's just y'all's communication style. Maybe that's what's happening. Right. I think a lot of people are just, and that's just in communication in general. Some people just feel attacked. Yeah. They're the type that's like, well, and to me, that's more of an ego issue. It than is. And I mean, there's just, honestly, we can say these things all day long as an HR person. It was the same way, but there's just some people that it doesn't matter if you give them appropriate training on how on leadership and how to handle certain situations if that's just who they are as a person that's just who they're going to be you right. know and well and i think catching things early that's the other you know thing is that if something is bothering you do not let it fester because it could be the smallest fix it could be something like you said these managers felt terrible they didn't even know that that's what was happening but the employee did not speak up and say, hey, this exactly. is what's going on. So and the maybe the employer didn't. I've had an employer that was mad 
at me one time because the way that I was labeling a spreadsheet didn't point it out was becoming very passive aggressive. I was doing it. I just wasn't doing it. It was like the tiniest little fix. But that's a little, that's another thing. It's like, that's a very top A person. It sounds like. Right. And I always approach something like anytime I was passing on a job that I was doing, I am a very, the way I do things is usually very specific. I try to do things very efficiently, very organized. And when I'm passing something off, I don't expect that person to do it the way I do it. Right. I don't expect them to label it the way I do it. They need to make it their own. Well, that like, yeah. And then in that situation, it was just a matter of an upload. But if they would have just said, hey, Lauren, exactly. I can't upload it. I would have been easily fixed rather than them feeling frustrated. And, and trying to know. work around it, which right. it's like. Just come to me and yeah, say exactly it's open communication that's really the the main takeaway i think mm -hmm. here and then also not letting small things become big things and approaching it head on i'm very thorough that's one of the things that i love one of my greatest compliments that i get in my workspace now is you made something that seemed difficult very simple you were very thorough you were very you know transparent and explained mm -hmm. and i mm -hmm. felt i walked away feeling informed instead of still kind of belittled well what what are we doing here you yeah. know and i don't ever make the assumption that when i'm talking to people about insurance that they know all of the different acronyms and all the different things so i and if they know great I'll, i kind of check in though hey do you know this okay great let's move on no wonderful i'm glad i'm taking the time mm -hmm. To, to like explain that because I want to be communicated that way too. If you have a task, but you're not setting it up, you're set and telling them what the expectation is and the process, then you're, you're setting yourself up to be disappointed or frustrated and for that employee to fail. It's just, it's one of those things. I think communication, knowing and understanding your employees and yourself, the way you communicate, what mm -hmm. that uh, language of affirmation or reward is. Yeah. You know, those things are real and leading by example, right? 100%. Absolutely. Mutual respect. I mean, it goes so far. That was like my passion whenever I was at a workplace is literally just creating a culture of, I mean, and I ultimately employees stay with the company and they are committed to that business for years and years and years if they are if they feel invested in and if they are happy and fulfilled and if you're creating a culture of that you're going to have those people and you can trust those people for so long and you know there's all these businesses like Southwest Airlines Top Golf like all fossil, these big fossil, there's yeah. all these big name companies, Google, that they provide a culture to their employees that they want to go to work. I mean, if you think about it, you spend just as much time with your coworkers as you do on your own time with your family. More so. And it's like, that's your second family. You should love going there and you should love your workspace and everything that has to do with it. And if you aren't that way and if you don't see there being a change, you need to reevaluate your your career and what you're doing because maybe you, you do need to do have a change. Maybe you do, and I know that can be scary. That's the three of us, yeah, yeah, have me, Lauren, and our producer Sean. We've all gone through major changes in the past year with our careers and just our businesses and things like that. 
that was terrifying. But at the end of the day, we're all so happy. And it's scary and you never want to jump ship because we've mentioned it before. There is that comfortability of having just a regular paying job and this is easy. Yeah, mine, mine, where I went from feeling comfortable to uncomfortable, I've been in a state of uncomfortability for a while. Yeah, for sure. Um, That led ultimately, but I tried very hard in my own words and my own experience. I tried very hard to make things work. Well, and you were just climbing and climbing and grasping at straws to get yourself to a point where you were going to feel more comfortable and respected and, uh, and listened to and valued. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. you know, not every company, small business out there, those are my passion. I literally do benefits to help employees feel invested and employers retain those good employees. That's what I do. That's my goal. But so not every small business has the resources like those Fortune 500 companies, but they, you have to realize those Fortune 500 companies have spent millions of dollars on investing in their employees mm-hmm. by providing workout classes and gyms. Yeah, wellness and, and gyms. And, and yeah, not every company has that. But guess what? There's a little thing called Tiff Streets and you can literally say, hey, we have Tiff Streets in the kitchen from three to four. Take a break from your work and come down and have some cookies and go get some milk and coffee and all the things because it's some, something as small as that to say, hey, I just wanted to get y'all a little afternoon snack to show how much I appreciate y'all. It doesn't have to be some crazy off the wall. Yeah. Or like thing. you said, hey, everybody's met their goals. We've done that. We're going to shut the office down an hour early yeah, today. Give, give them an hour early to go home on a Friday. Let's shut it off at, at three today so that you don't understand how much people appreciate those little gestures and that those go a long way but i mean for me especially in everyone's situation and i would tell my employer this that uh i was a single mom and that hour or me leaving 30 minutes early would be anywhere from what my elbow hurts (laughs) i thought you were like trying to touch me i was like what is happening She's reaching her arm out in my face, like literally. And I was like, what, what am I saying something wrong? Um, was, you know, driving across the bridge. If you live in the bubble, you understand. And if I, and I worked in Sunnyvale at the time, and if I would leave 30 minutes early, that would allow for me to work out and pick up my children on time. If I left at the normal time, and I was only asking for a couple of days a week, but if I left at the normal time, there was a potential that I wouldn't even get my children till 30 minutes late because of accidents and traffic and things. And that's, you know, and I barely took a lunch and I was the top producer and I did everything there that it was like, you know what? I didn't think that I was asking for too much Mm -mm. to be able to do that, Mm -mm. especially if I didn't take a lunch that day so I could leave and do other things. And so those little things just, you know, there is a lot of companies now. Um, I even know my previous one after I left, they started, offering this as well, but a flexible, a more flex, a flex schedule. Yeah. That was a, and that's because so many people have kids and families and traffic to take into consideration when it comes to like all the fall events that everything's going on. I would say, yeah, that's the silver lining of COVID is that I feel like COVID kind of opened the door for people to be able to realize. To be hybrid, to have a flex schedule, to even realize I don't want to go back to the office. I'm going to find me a job where I can be more at home. Right. Or part or, or, or both because with technology nowadays, you can pretty much do it. And there were so many times, I mean, where I was more productive when I was at home without the uh, disruptions and distractions of the office. 
I can honestly say out of the eight hours that I would work at my office, like in my corporate job, I probably got two hours of work done because my office door was a revolving, I would call it the revolving door. Mm-hmm. Like someone was constantly coming by and it was never just a drop in to say hello. It was, let me sit down and talk for 30 minutes to an hour. Like, right. And I loved that, but it was like, I knew my weeks, not much work was going to get completed. I would have to yeah, shut it down or I would be like, if you need me to do something, I'm a big, big list maker. Mm-hmm. I love list. I do not do well with fly by the seat. I mean, I do, but I don't, I did not do well with fly by the seat tasks where I was constantly interrupted and not able to complete one before another one was put on me. If you want me to do that and I know that that's going to be next, great. But if you want me to be able to finish it, you spread someone out so thin, yeah. they're, they're going to be, instead of giving a hundred percent to something, they're giving 20% yeah. and 20%. You know what I would 20%. do? I'd say, this is my list of running things to do. The task you just handed me is going to go right here on the bottom. Right. <laughs> Yes. Started doing that. And that is one thing I'm going to say that the previous, previous boss that I had that she, after I left, you know, I was her first real employee. And so there's definitely some growing things that happen, you know, for growth for both of us. But I've heard from multiple people that after I did, she started realizing that and she did, she allowed them to work from home one day a week. She was able, she started paying them Mm -hmm. the full commission without battling what was so much back and forth yeah, and she wasn't willing to lose another good employee. yeah she realized what that was so that did make me feel good that i changed that course there by mm-hmm. by stepping away the last situation obviously it was a lot different and there are so many variable things that are involved there but ultimately when you know that you as the employee have brought everything to the table to try to make something work and it doesn't you're gonna have to check in with yourself because you gotta either quit bitching about it and do mm-hmm. something about it or you got to yeah. shut up and take it. Really? That's 100%. And as important. Do not go home and bitch and bitch and bitch and moan to your family if you're not going to do anything to change the situation that you're in. Right. And you as the employer, if you're unhappy and you're miserable because your employees are miserable, well, y'all, y'all really need to sit down and kind of talk about it and figure Come it out. Come to Jesus. Have it. Have it out. <laughs> in a positive way. Try the sandwich method. Positive. Constructive positive right like you just put one thing in your sandwich i want a fried egg i want some cheese well i mean like I want some constructive lettuce. criticism constructive like i don't know how like positive <laughs> negative positive make your sandwich with a fried egg mm. but maybe add some lettuce or tomato i don't like tomato on my sandwich like that but ooh, maybe that mm. lettuce tomato bacon Ooh. are We're you making miracle, a whole miracle whip or mayonnaise i like both Depending on the situation. I'm like literally not picky. Like whatever's available. I'll make a really good aioli. I've gotten to where I use mayo more than I don't even buy Miracle Whip. I just use mayo. Hmm. But my mom has both always. So I notes. like mustard sometimes. Oh, I love mustard. I'm not a big ketchup person. I like spicy ketchup. I like spicy ketchup. It's rare I put it on anything. I like real mustard. Mustard. All the very. I like horseradish mustard. I like Ooh, hot spicy listen, mustard. I love the condiments section of the grocery store because they're getting wild <laughs> with their options. Yes. We got avocado spreads. We got chipotle mayo. I love it all. We got sriracha mayo. <laughs> yeah. And change it up, you know, really change it up. Just like what we're talking about with work, you got to change up your condiments and you got to kind of keep it fresh. If you're feeling redundant, mix it up. Yes. I think that that's really the the big takeaway here is you just have to be able to communicate your expectations, 
for both both directions and if you're unhappy then you have to do something yeah. about it but you at least know that when you walk away it's like a bad relationship mm -hmm. that you tried and you did everything you could to make it work and when it didn't work yeah you're you're given permission to go. and just know if you're on a boat and everybody's jumping ship there's a culprit there and it may be you it's, so well if everyone's jumping ship and you're the only one that's driving it and everybody's leaving, there's clearly a change that needs to be made. Well, maybe a reckless driver. Yeah. You never know. Well, and that and that's the thing too. And maybe it's not you. Maybe it's your communication style. Maybe it's the pay. Maybe it's the workload and oh, not enough be people. Maybe so many yeah, things. it's but that's why communication is key mm -hmm. and checking in and Check in. finding out. Have a meeting once a week. Hey, how's everybody feeling? I beg for meetings. This is what we got going on this week. Who's gonna tackle what? Yeah. How can we, how can I help you? If you have too much on your plate, what can one of us do on this team to make your plate lighter? I was really, you know, I'm a, I liked, I'm a solo worker. I work really hard. I, I can delegate, I can pass things off. I, but I can do things where, you know, I already said, I don't really like to be interrupted in the process of something, yeah. but I'm also very much a team player where let's have that meeting. Let's have that check-in with each other. Let's talk about what's going on. And if you need help, then you, you ask where I do, I would absolutely do, but you have to realize also on the flip side, one of the biggest things that I'm going to make sure that as I grow my business and company grows that I created a situation where I'm not going to be offended or upset if somebody who, even though they maybe have not been doing the same thing for me as long, they have a fresh perspective. They are going to be able to say, you know what? I think this way may be really good. I love that. Like that's, I'm all, I, I'm all of the things. Sorry, Sean. I'm all of the things as far as can be in hard head. Sean told us to stop saying that. But I say it all the time. We've both always said this phrase. It's just there, but you know, I would work really hard and I would do all of that. But if I know Daydree is, I, and I'm good at marketing and I'm a good idea person, but maybe I'm not the best at putting it together. That's where Daydree, I can sit there and say, this is what I'd like to see. This is how I'd want it to be. And mm -hmm. she puts her little spin on it. And I'm not in the slightest bit offended or threatened that she's better at that than I am. That's, but I'm also always willing to show her how I did it. Yeah. And she knows that I have my strong suits. And so mm -hmm. we sit there and she knows I'm really good with words and a great memory. And so mm -hmm. we'll sit there and kind of feed off of that. And neither one of us are feeling threatened by what the other no. one brings to the table. We know it makes us both, it makes us all better. And you know what? And I think that's one more thing that I want to say is there is a lot of dynamics in businesses where one person feels threatened by the other. And if people would just knock it off with all that, no young person is coming into your workplace to steal your job. You should be willing as their manager to teach them everything. You know, like you want to pass the baton and they do well in that position. Why would you not set them up for success? Why are you going to do something that makes you both fail? Like the way if one person is really shining and doing everything there, listen. There is enough sunshine for all of us. Just because someone yeah. is really great and shining bright and having all of that and basking in it, it does not mean that you are now all of a sudden in the shadows and in a yeah. cave 
And part of being able to not as being secure in yourself, knowing what you bring, but also knowing that as that person grows, that the entire team is only going to be yeah. continuing to do better. And I can say that as a strong woman, independent woman, I've unfortunately been in that situation quite a bit. And especially in yeah. situations. Abs Why do you think I left the corporate world? I refused to go back and interview to be in another HR position because every job I have ever had, I came into that role and was treated as if I was an absolute threat and an ignorant human. Gosh, it's like, and it was awful. Reading my mind. It was all, yeah. I mean, it was, it's awful. And I was like, I, I started getting anxiety having to go in and do these interviews because I knew I was like, I'm going to walk right back into that. Once the person got to know so me, would you say that's why you started your own business? It's a hundred percent why I started my own business because I get to work with people that love me now and they trust me and then they get to, and I get to just be happier and not feel like someone's trying to take me down and the moment you start doing well and and doing even better and shining and having doing something great instead of being threatened by it maybe yeah. try being supportive and happy and say wow you know what i'm happy i'm good for you this is good for us this is all of those things yeah. and that was definitely not my experience in some of my previous situations in life and that's nope. one of the reasons why i love being where I'm at now. We are both surrounded by people that want nothing but the best for us and for us to be successful in everything that we do. And I couldn't be any more grateful for that. Same. I mean, that's all I want for all of my friends, male yeah. and female, especially my female, my ladies. And that's all that I want for my children. That's really, you know, for at the end of the day, if my girls and are able to grow up, and become fulfilled. And I want them to be 10 times more successful than me. I want them to be 10 times prettier and richer and comfortable and happy and not have the trials. And the last thing that I want to ever do for them or want any of my female friends to experience is a world where that's not the situation. Right. And, uh, you know, really just support your women, yeah. support your local, you know, fellow women yes all the things and and realize and just do better employers employees everyone make sure that you are taken care of before your place of work golden, because at the end of the day that's all that matters golden rule treat yeah. those the way you want to be treated mm -hmm. well that's really what we have to say about all of that we hope that you found something positive and a good i want to say it like forrest gump says well, that's all I have to say about that. <laughs> and there it is. Are you watching anything? I, I started The Watcher. Okay. I have not started The Watcher. You sent me that article, though, because remember I, I mentioned know. to you. So I mentioned to Lauren, I think The Watcher is actually a true story. It is. It is a true story. I knew I had heard it on a true crime podcast that I'd listened to. Y'all need to watch it. It's on Netflix. It's kind of creepy. Um, I should I probably go home and watching, finish that. I'm really excited. I'm going to watch the finale, or I think it's the finale of uh, The Handmaid's Tale. I also I'm not have, about that life. I know. I know. And then I have uh, The Patient, which I can't wait for you to watch it so we can talk about it. And I think then, I have. I think I watched this I need to watch Tell Me Lies. What was the last thing that happened in The Patient? Last thing that happened Oh, wait. Me. Spoiler alert if you're watching Patient potentially. Go yeah. Ahead. Don't listen. Um, homegirl came over for brunch. Okay, yeah. 
Is there another one? No, that was the last one. Okay, that was the last one. But I need to get caught up on Tell Me Lies. So I watched that and listen. Mm. If you want to learn anything. Don't tell me. No, I haven't watched the most recent one. I'm not. (laughs) Damn. Damn, Gina. Damn, Gina. (laughs) How do we do that? I don't know. It's weird. Uh, I was going to say. If you want to learn anything about communication and you want a perfect how not to be, just watch Tell Me Lies <laughs> and don't be like Steven. Oh God, the worst. He is. He literally gives me PTSD from college. That is what ugh, the men. So gross. And then she's so fawn and well. Anyway, they. You know what? Yeah. Do better there too. It's a good show though. That's all right. It's, it's good. It's good. I'm not going to lie. Tell me lies is a good show. <laughs> tell me lies. Tell me three little lies. Yep. Well, okay. that's a wrap, guys. Next next week, spooky. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be telling ghost stories. Yeah. And, and you're going to be talking hearing- about ghosting. And uh, We're so annoying. I'm sorry. It's late. Ghosters zombies but anyway orbiting orbiting we're gonna be touching all the Mm -hmm. things so anyway uh we hope that you found something and if you have an experience or something just absolutely wild and you want us to share it remember please yeah send it in to hello at kittywhisperspodcast.com and follow us on instagram and facebook and twitter and tiktok and tiktok kitty whispers podcast and, and leave us a five-star review. Five-star review. Not or a one you. Ooh, I love that. Five-star review or F you. Yeah. Maybe. Or just don't say anything nice. Yeah. Or just, no. Don't like, say, don't just, if, if you don't you, have anything nice to say. Yeah, don't say anything at all. Thank you. I mean, technically, yeah, I don't know. Just don't, just don't do it. Either leave us a five-star review or not, none at all. Yeah. Listen, if you're giving us a one star, you're still giving us a review. You may as well just not at all. If you're giving us a one star, obviously you were talked about on this podcast. So who's the jerk now? (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Bye. Have a good week.